Hello and welcome to Dvorak Horowitz Unplugged, an hour-long discussion of activity in the financial markets around the world featuring columnist John C. Dvorak and money manager Andrew Horowitz. This conversation is casual and unrehearsed. Let's join John and Andrew now. I'm John C. Dvorak. And I'm Andrew Horowitz. You came in early on that. Yeah, because I didn't hear the cue. The music went to nothing. And I just heard her, and so I, I just guessed that that's where I was supposed but, to come But in. wait a minute. Did you hear the music in the beginning? Yeah. I don't understand what's going the on. The music was at the beginning very low. And then as she came on and got louder, as she came on and talked and talked and talked, the music disappeared completely. This has got to be something to do with Zoom, the Zoom meeting. because it, I, I doubt it, unless there's a... I mean, it, it, no, I think it's... There's some... Uh, you're your mix minus or something on that roadcaster is probably canceling out the music somehow the way they, they cancel out music for when they try to create these, like, uh, a, like a ducking. I don't know. I but don't know. The funny thing I is I, use, turned I don't my know sound what that off. roadcaster even looks like. What? Yeah. I turned, I turned my sound off. You heard the, the music when I, when you first entered in the room, right? Like yeah, the, for sure. The, the thunder, the thunderstruck. It had something, I think it was uh yeah, by guns and roses or yeah. some group like, yeah, that is very odd. That you didn't hear the whole thing there. So oh, we'll fix it. Anyway, what's the date, John? Oh, yes. The date, by the way. You never said you were Andrew Horowitz that I recall. All right. Uh, I'm Andrew Horowitz. Good for you. Uh, it's Tuesday, August 23rd. It's our four, fourth show of August. Uh, and it's going so smoothly. I'm going to just ask him something. Uh, okay. So let's talk about what's going on. The squeeze got squashed. The squeeze of uh, a lifetime, the wonderful uh, move off the bottom, dead cap bounce. No, it's going to be a new rally. No, it's just going to be overhead resistance. Yeah. That's it. Got killed. Yeah, well. <laughs> Very weird. I'm waiting for it to drop below 30,000. I would I'll probably be more into it. Yeah, well, you may get your chance. This week's a big week. We have coming up the Jackson Hole annual gathering of the eco bigwigs happening. Yeah, but doesn't that always result in the market going up a little bit? The I think they're trying to thread a needle, and without trying to be too um, talking head-like. But, I mean, they have a really hard job ahead of them because, on one hand, Powell has been – the last conversation he had was all about, you know, well, maybe we'll slow down and all that, and the market took off on crazy. Then they had to send out all the speakers to walk it all back. And now the problem is that economic conditions have loosened significantly since he was last – talking during his um, rate hike meeting. And a lot of people are saying that he's going to have to walk it back also. And that's going to be a problem. So. So what are they going to walk back? He'll walk back his comments about how there was a significant amount of, uh, I guess, uh, latitude in what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to slow down rather than just plow ahead and keep on raising interest rates. Well, I read a very interesting article in the Financial Times about the 70s and how it's so much different than what we're going through now. But in the 70s, it, they, they, they couldn't get the, especially in England, where they got up to 25% inflation rate. Um, we're still at Oof. nine, I think. And they had to, the, the only way it worked was you had to just jack up the interest rates to, in the, in the case of this country, 20 plus percent. I don't know how high it got, but it was in the 20s. Mm. 20%. Yeah. Right. 
25%, 23%. It was something like that. And that, that was the only way they figured is the way they could put the kibosh on, on inflation. And it did work. Meanwhile, other countries that are showing the opposite tendency, like Turkey, for example, or even I think Venezuela is out of control and some of these other countries, they, they keep trying to uh, encourage uh, economic activity by not raising the interest rates drastically. Right. Well, in Turkey, they have a weird, uh, the, the, the whole idea of what is inflationary and what will cause inflation to slow down is absolutely opposite of everywhere yeah, else in the opposite. world. Yeah. They think you take down rates and it will cool off inflation, which I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's funny, you know, but you have to stop and think about it and wonder, you know, is that crazy or am I crazy? Well, I think it's crazy because it's, and the only reason I say that is because it's been proven time and time again that that doesn't work. Right. Doesn't work at all. I mean, if it maybe there's some logic, there's always logic to whatever you want to do. You can figure out some convoluted logic to it. Oh, well, then it will work because of this. But if you keep trying it, it's like socialism in these countries. You know, keep trying it. Well, this seems good on paper. Should work. Let's do it. And you try and try and try and it never works. So you can't do it. I mean, you just got to give up on some of these ideas. And I think uh, lowering the uh, interest rates during this period is a bad idea as much as, you know, well, clearly, I mean, raising them is not going to be much help to the housing market or people that can't get a place or the guys who are jacking up rents everywhere. There is a um, a basic, you know, it's funny because a, a lot of the economic situations that are going on right now are not in textbook yet. One day, maybe it will be written with what went on with the absolute crazy monetary policy and fiscal stimulus that went on post pandemic or during and post pandemic. Yeah. But Right now, what's really fascinating is they're trying to utilize old methodology and weird experimental methodology when they don't Just, like how it looks and trying to mesh it all together in a way that is incoherent. I, I have followed this since the 1800s in so far as these depression cycles. Mm -hmm. And the one thing, the only one common thread comes out of it. Every one of them is caused by a different unexplainable reason. Mm -hmm. And from that unexplainable reason emerges a, a, a new superstar economist who figured it out or a, or a group of economic thinkers who figured it out, but they always figured it out after the fact in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Thank you. And the seventies, so that's when, that's where Milton Friedman came out of mm -hmm. the seventies stagflation was unexpected, unexplained. Nobody knew how it even worked. And it was Milton Friedman who came out of that, morass and explained it and then had everyone so oh, okay we'll just do what you say and of course now he's dead so he's no use but uh nice. he, there'll be some new guy coming out uh, yeah. out of this situation but who knows who it is the problem is that you have uh, by the way by the way i've always been expecting the quants to pop out of nowhere and explain everything but they fail to do anything like that always always it's just, I don't know. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. So, no, it's okay. We have an E. coli outbreak going on, uh, on right now from Wendy's. Lettuce again is the culprit, it seems, the romaine, I suppose. Again, yeah. romaine. Romaine. Poor romaine. This is. Doesn't anybody find this suspicious? I think it's the nooks and crannies in the romaine or something. What is that? If you, have you looked at the at so-called green lettuce or, or the multicut? There's a bunch of lettuces that are a green leaf, I think it's called. It's, but it's a... It, there's a bunch of rom 
lettuces that have probably more nooks and crannies than romaine. And they've never been, they've never been busted for this. It's yeah, always I mean, romaine. Iceberg has been just, it's a pleasure. First of all, iceberg is so much better of a lettuce in terms of crispness and all that. You know, they start giving me in a plate this if you give field, a, get a my, field greens thing, you know, the field greens. Yeah, I know. I, I get those which, too. Which is like what you- A little you, mescaline, a little oh. rocket. Yeah, and, 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 and arugula. Yeah, exactly. And radicchio. That's the, the what you do not want to eat on a first date. Because you never seemingly can get that on the fork right and it never fully gets in your mouth. And a lot of it sticks to your teeth. Yeah, it's terrible. Terrible. It, now, it, it, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but I will say this. I like iceberg too, but only if it comes from a farmer who gives a crap, because if you buy iceberg lettuce at a big grocery chain, it's tasteless and terrible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, you know, you have to, you have to become a little bit of an lettuce expert when you're buying icebergs. You don't, my wife picks up the stuff. I'm like, this thing is like three ounces. It's big, but there's no leaves in it. It, And you gotta, you gotta hold it. And it's not kind of, it can't be, no, you got to weigh it in your hand. Yeah, Here's yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. for example, iceberg lettuce a lot of times is sold by the head. So it's a buck 49 a head, 89 cents a head, 69 cents a head, whatever it is. Well, if it's sold by, by the head, you have to find the heaviest good looking head you can. Not something that's all air. Right. Which is what your wife's doing wrong. Now, if it's sold by the pound, which happens once in a while, then you can buy that, that sure. lightweight one because sure. it'll be tastier. Yep. <laughs> We're also gearing up for war and a sad day for the auto industry. That's what's going on right now. So um, market update, though, we're rolling over. Fed, as I mentioned, is ratcheting up their communication policy, walking back all of the commentary that was supposedly twisted to think that they got softer when they didn't, and they're going to continue on. And they took out, they, they sent out the doves. I talked about this, I think, last week. They sent out the doves, the cash carries of the world. Uh, that that carry more weight if they say that they're going to continue the fight with inflation. You have to understand there is a range of of speakers from the Fed that have differing views. And you can see these. You can actually find these charts. Who's dovish and uber and, you know, uh, always dovish? And who is in the middle? And who is, let's say, uh, hawkish? So hawkish people, uh, just for a quick explanation, means they're usually thinking about tighter monetary policy, higher interest rates. They're thinking that, you know, we've got to control inflation. They really get the spark early. On the other side is the people that say on the dovish side, well, like a Janet Yellen, like a like a uh, like a cash carry, where it's always about continuing to to inflate and bring up inflation and to bring liquidity and lower rates. And if you know who those are, you can judge from what they say what the Fed is trying to do. So, for example, if if James Bullard comes out and he says, you know, interest rates really need to be a lot higher and this and that, you know the guy's always saying that. It doesn't matter. We we, we just yeah, It's like the gold bugs, like your buddy yeah. Peter Schiff. Yeah, he was on last week, by the way. Peter Schiff was on last week. Yeah, um, and he, was he? He was, you know what he likes? Gold, buy gold. He likes gold. He likes gold. He likes gold. He likes he gold. liked gold in the sixties. He liked gold in the seventies. <laughs> he likes gold, and everything else is a fake market. I tried to put him in a corner and say, "Listen, Peter, it's a fake market, but let's make money from it anyway." No, I'm like, okay, why? It's fake. It's gonna it's gonna implode. I'm like, can't we make money before it implodes? Can't we, you know, can't we have a good time in the house before it burns down? 
You can throw a party in the house before it burns down and get out while it's, you know, before it burns you. But no, no, gold. Anyway, um, so this this uh, big thing on Friday, Friday is going to be in the morning where Fed Chairman Powell is speaking. And the markets are now bracing for what he's going to say. And the idea right now is he's going to be more hawkish. We see the 10-year yield moving above 3% again. Yeah. And markets coming in a bit. And um, there's a lot of chatter and this, it looks like, is going to be... Uh, it, it 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 does seem like everybody's just calling it and it's gonna they're just setting it all up. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have breaking news. Breaking news. Hot off the press. This is this afternoon. Late. The White House officials are expecting slower economic growth in 2022 with higher inflation. Wow, they're right on top of it. They are. They're good. They're they're good. What? How does how do, what is that? Is that a nod to the fact that they were incorrect all this time? Or is this just, what's the point of putting something like this out? So so a historian a hundred years from now can be digging around and just kind of casually see it and think, oh, these guys, looks like they did, they predicted it. No, they knew. They, they think ahead. They Yeah, they knew they were planning for this and that's why, they are putting out a bill that says it's not stimulus, but it is inflation fighting. But yet they can go either way, I guess, right? Because we're having slow economic growth that want to put out a bill that provides stimulus. But yet if it's higher inflation, we'll couch it as it's an inflation fighting bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about something that's really, I, I find disturbing. Aside from the fact that you can't, Hear the music? Can you hear the music? No. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. Is it loud? No. It's not loud. I don't understand. I just let me move this a little bit here. Maybe that's that's just interfering. I don't know. Can you hear the? Can you hear that? No. You didn't hear that at all. No. Wow. I don't know why that's not popping through here. Very weird. Okay, well. You know, when you have that device and you're dusting your office, you don't want to just rub dust cloth all over it. It's probably pushing buttons. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with it. There's something very odd. Probably just needs to be reset and rebooted, you know? Something's yeah, that's everything. All right, so uh, it's good at least that you can hear me because I can hear all the everything that's going on here. You know, sometimes there's a little, sometimes uh, the, the knob is pulled out in the back. Let's talk about Europe and let's talk about natural gas. This is pretty fascinating. There's a chart here. You know, everybody's up in arms about the fact that natural gas in Europe is crazy. And what's happened is it's that- It's like 10 times more than it is here, something like yeah, that? Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's, let's see. Here it's $10. Well, it's about 10 times. Yes, the problem is they're measuring in different modes. One is um, euros versus megawatt hours. And the other one is it's something else. It's it's It's- uh, different measurements of, of it's like, uh, you know, it's still feet. higher. Yes. But look at this chart here. So this chart, um, let me put this in the chat here. This chart is uh, pretty interesting. What, what this chart uh, says is that it went from, you know, sub 50, clearly sub 50, right? More like, 
you know, $20 was, in yeah, 2020 yeah. up to 276 now, which is absurd. The, yeah, $276 from $20. It's a little high. Yeah, and they rely on this. But it did pop up before the Ukrainian thing, too, if you notice. Yeah, I see Twice. That. Yeah, twice. And something Why? was going on. I don't know. Well, maybe some of it That's, was just. We the, need to know what we need. What happened in 2021? Let's say Joe Joe Biden got elected. So the thing started skyrocketing. But let's just say that it popped up one, two, three times and then went back to what looks like a baseline of around 75, uh, which is kind of a baseline there. And then at that point, it popped up again. because. But this last time was in the Ukraine war. It's, it's obvious because it matches it perfectly. And it skyrocketed. Very odd. And it's still going up. Right. Very odd. So Very odd. here's a couple of facts that I think we're- going to have something to do with these green guys. Well, it's a part of that. Yeah, clearly it's part of the fact that they, they're, you know, no, no coal and they're shutting down all these other things and we got to, we import too much. And um, I think some of it was the reopening trade where everything started going up like crazy. And, um, you know, gas price, I mean, oil prices here, everything- don't forget, oil prices spiked also here. But here's the thing. At the end of 2021, natural gas prices in Europe were priced at 70 euros. In the United States, natural gas was priced at 253. Now, again, there's different measurements here. so that's. But I want you to keep those prices in mind. Now, currently, the price of natural gas in Europe is 276. Here, it's 964. So European natural gas moved up 294% since the end of 2021, right? It moved from 70 to 276. That's 294 according to my calculations. Everybody's like freaking out. But natural gas in the United States has seen a 281% rise in price. And, and all the talking heads on TV are like, oh, my God, Europe's screwed, this and that. Now, they're more dependent on that natural gas than we are, per se. But the, and, and they have more problems due to the fact that they're continually shutting down things, not renewing the nuclear deals, and um, you know don't have an outlet. Plus, they don't produce it, right? They have to import all of it. And they're importing it from the wrong place. But all the talking heads on TV are trying to convince you that natural gas in, in Europe has just gone off the deep end, which it has. But we have had the same percent increase. So, I don't know. The blame has been directed at Russia. But if the U.S. is a major natural gas producer, and we've had the same amount, basically, the same amount of rise on a percentage basis, what, what's, what's going on? Something's up. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, folks. Something is up. <laughs> Something's something, up. Something is, is not, not right. right. Yeah, I, it, it seems to me that they're messaging it and they're trying to scare factors. And I know that there is more cuts happening and there's more import issues and it can keep on going up there. And the price itself is extraordinarily high there on a relative basis, on an on a absolute basis. You know, here it's also very high at 964. If it was two and a half bucks and now 960, that's a big increase over the last number of years. I use natural yeah. gas for a few things. I mean, my bill hasn't gone up that much because it's not, it's just one stove. I, use and, it for, I, have a, I have a dryer. I have a water heater. Do you see your prices going gas. up? I have a furnace. Yeah. Uh, furnace. I got a, a stove that uses natural gas. 
Uh, those are the items. I don't think I have any more than that. I think I have to see the furnace, the water heater, the dryer, and the stove. Yeah, four items. Hmm. There you go. Um, so what are the Germans doing about this? So the German econ uh, economic minister, Robert Habeck, ruled out on Sunday the extension of the lifespan of the country's three remaining nuclear power plants in order to save gas. In other words, saying it was it would save maybe 2% of gas use. So that's a done deal. Crazy. And on top of it, if we thought that oil was going down and we were going to see better prices on natural gas and, and, and crude oil, not going to happen because we saw oil prices start moving up again this week because Saudi Arabia warned that OPEC could cut output to correct, or listen to this, to correct a recent drop in oil futures. So what they said is they stand ready to reduce production to correct the recent oil price fall driven by poor futures, market liquidity, and macroeconomics fears, which has gone uh, ignored extremely tight physical crude supply. So basically what they're saying is that, you listen, something's not right. There's a lot of um, demand, and we do not have the supply, but somehow the price has dropped. Well, they're not going to take that standing up, right, or laying down. They said, you know, the hell with that. You know, this, this inequity where it may benefit people and reduce inflation and cause less stress is not good because it doesn't match. Therefore, we want prices higher. And if OPEC says they want prices higher, guess what? Prices. Well, yeah, if we're going to be dependent on OPEC, I mean, we could do, drill our own stuff, but nobody in this administration wants to even think of something like that because it's not green. So, yeah, we're at the mercy of these guys, just like that again throws back to the 70s when we were at the mercy of, of OPEC. Maybe somebody's got to put some green food coloring in the oil wells or something. That would help. You know, and then you can say, hey, look, uh, Biden, look at this green energy we have. Oh, look at that. So, yeah. Now, meanwhile, I would like to know, I would like to know or get a good explanation, though, since everything's all about what's green and carbon dioxide, carbon capture, carbon, carbon, carbon. What is the point of shutting down the nucle nuclear facilities in Germany when there's they're as green as can be? I don't know. I think it has. How does some, that make sense? It makes no sense that they won't won't build. That's clear. It makes no sense that they're going to shut down. I think some of these were scheduled to be decommissioned for maybe uh, lifespan uh, termination. Yeah, maybe. And they don't want to, you know, extend it because of possibility that it has a certain amount of years that would be used. But 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 it also begs the question: Is what is the problem? Aside from the fear of a Fukushima or a Chernobyl, what is the fear? What is the problem with, with which is a big problem? But building nuclear, if you can make it safer, don't put it right near the ocean. Don't put it on an earthquake fault. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's not such the a French good idea. French have been using nu nuclear successfully forever. And they have plants all over the place. And of course, there's the green, oh my God, there's a, there's a nuke over here and a nuke over there. But they have been doing very, I think they provide 70% of their total power from, from these uh, plants. It's bizarre. It's just totally bizarre. I, I don't understand anything that's going on, to be honest with you. The, the, it seems like we've just turned our, it seems like we've gotten these ideas and these, and it's almost like everybody's on a, some kind of a really weird acid trip. 
Well, a lot of it has to do with some of the movies that came out. Like uh, what was the China syndrome was that began the whole thing. Because when I was a kid, you know, comic books were coming out and they had all these things about how the great uh, nuclear power is going to save the world and it was going to make cheap energy for everyone for cheap, cheap energy for everyone, uh, no problem. And then they built a few plants and then they're all running fine. Then they had the uh, that one situation in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, And then, you know, these are and these incidents are years and years and years be, they're not they're not happening like left and right and then you had that and you had chernobyl which was even a real working it was a plant that was an experimental plant anyway it shouldn't have even been there and so that i don't even count that one so you, and then you had fukushima which is was a result of a put in the wrong spot with a big uh tsunami coming in knocking it over so this whole thing is uh, beyond me about the fear. Oh, and then you get waste, but they now they can find uses for the waste. Didn't you as a kid also have the, uh, was it stop, drop, and roll? Oh, yeah. That, and you go under your desk, that protect, protects you from the nuclear blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And don't look at the fireball. Don't, yeah, don't look at the fireball. Stop, or stop, drop, and roll and put a blanket on. Well, there was no blankets. So that, I never heard that, mm. but... You know, you got to get under your desk. And they did these drills. Uh, I, you know, if it was so long ago, I can't remember the frequency, but it was like once a month, maybe, maybe more, maybe once a week. I'm not sure. I, I'd like to find someone who knew that. In New York, they have the, the under, uh, in Manhattan, they have fallout shelters. Well, yeah, we had some of those around here too. Like, that's going to protect you. I mean, come on. And then man. we had them, then there was the fad of people that were, uh, building uh, fallout shelters in their backyards. And there was a bunch of them in the San Francisco Bay area, Fremont, Newark. And you'd always find out some kid's dad was, you know, a nutball and he'd build a fallout shelter with it. It's a, a man cave. It was a man cave the, place that he could backyard. go. Right. Yeah. Because a lot of them became man caves. A lot of them just got filled in, but uh, that was, that was a waste of time and money. Yeah. All right, uh, so let's talk about the squeeze. Remember that squeeze that we saw? It was uh, really fun while it lasted. For example, we saw Bed Bath & Beyond Insanity move to a high of 30 bucks. Now it's below 10 Now, that I think this happened right. after, as a matter of fact, I considered putting on a short for the game of Best Bed Bath & Beyond last week, and I said, it's not ripe yet. Didn't I say that? Yep, that's what you said. Wrong move on my part. Because yeah, it was ripe. <laughs> it was it was stinking ripe, is what it was. Yeah. So what happened was that this whole gamma squeeze that Ryan Cohn somehow created with utilizing uh, uh, way out of the money calls by buying those and pumping everything up because the people that sold it had to then hedge and they move it up and all this happens. So all of a sudden, a day and a half later, he decides, you know what, we are going to be selling all of our shares, all. Does that mean his actual shares that he owned or yeah, he owned, calls? He owned, no, he owned a ton of shares. Oh, and he okay. decided after all of this where he was going to help fix the company and, uh, you know, great stuff, stock went down 40% on the news. Yeah. AMC, the wonderful movie theater that also is going to be the way that we're all going to create uh, financial security for ourselves in the future, right? That's what the theory, right? Uh, it's AMC, it's Bed Bath Beyond, it's Build-A-Bear, it's Blackberry. Build-A-Bear is my favorite. Yeah, Build-A- These are going to create financial have security. Have you ever been to Build-A-Bear, by the way? I have. 
They're expensive bears, Terribly let me tell expensive. you. Yeah. But this there is, you, you know, Build-A-Bear is the next Amazon. <laughs> you know? So uh, AMC goes from 27 down to 11. And the big reversals for these ARC funds, right? Um, so this, this is... Um, Pretty amazing what's going on. Now, the 200-day moving average of the S&P 500 was the line in the sand that started all this. We got, seriously, within 20 cents over, popped over 20 cents. Uh, last Thursday, I think it was last Thursday, as soon as it did that, the S&P 500, it turned on a dime at that moment. It went up, 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 up. You know, for, you know, for a month, let's say, it's been going up. This one day, it goes up and starts, it heads right into that 200-day moving average. It was like 1.30 in the afternoon or so. Tapped, few trades hit, whoosh, straight down. And then we wow. Had, then we had Friday. Then we had a horrible day, Monday. And today uh, on the Dow Jones Industrial Average was bad, and everything else was not good but not terrible. Well, I thought that I thought the Nasdaq was the worst of the group. It was on Monday. Yep. Uh, that was today too. Um, I didn't think the Nasdaq was that bad today. I could look real quickly, but the uh, but uh, the. Uh, Let's see here. Clear. Yeah, NASDAQ's fine. Yep, I thought so. Okay, uh, M&A, Signify Health surges 37% in pre-market trading. Uh, as a few bidders show up, Amazon and United Healthcare are now said to be among the top bidders. This is a healthcare company with heavy analytics that do in-home services uh, and a lot of elderly. So I guess Amazon's trying to do this again for, you know, it's always in-home. Have you noticed a lot of stuff in-home? Yeah. Right. They, they buy a company that ring that does cameras that can look at stuff in your house. They buy iRobot, Roomba, um, the vacuum cleaner company that's supposedly going to map out what's going on in your house. And now they yeah, got people showing up in your house. Huh. Yep. Well, they can come in and, and fi finish the map. They should, but then they're going to try to sell everything for you. It's going to be interesting. Japan, remember the whole uh, situation with Shinzo Abe who was shot recently? And um, he was killed. He was a former prime, prime minister. And the gentleman who shot him was said to be crazed due to the fact that his mother was uh, basically pushed into bankruptcy and he was out of money because of something called the Unification Church. And I totally forgot about what the Unification Church is. Do you remember what it is? Oh, yeah. That's the, the Sun Young Moon. This is yeah. the Moonies. The Moonies. The Moonies. I, yeah. I haven't really heard that in a while. So it was founded in South Korea in the 50s and famous for its mass weddings. And um, now all of a sudden the prime minister of Japan, Kashida, um, is linked to the church and his support is falling. So I don't know if this is a, a game here of what's going on or if there really is some kind of linkage to the church by all these high-powered politicians. It's weird if so. Yeah. Japan's just, I, I always thought that Japan is one of the biggest problems in the economy, in the, in, the, in the global economics that there is with the aging population, with the fact that they got Kuroda who will not get off of dropping the yen, negative interest rates. I mean, they are full on upside down world. <laughs> well, definitely you know? something worth looking at. Yeah. Um, China. China, China, China. Heat waves. China. Cheat waves. The Chinese city of Chongqing is shortening yeah. the opening hours of its malls from Friday due to an urgent power supply 
situation caused by a recent heat wave. You ever look at the population of that joint? No. Oh my God, it's unbelievably huge. Tinkwang? Yeah. I mean, the whole every every city is is ridiculously yeah, populated. I mean, this, no one's ever heard of this city. I mean, we always think of Beijing, Shanghai. There's a few others, Canton. I mean, there's other known cities, but this one, America's never heard of it, and it's like massive. population is uh, sixteen point eight million. Yeah, it's reasonable. Nice. Um, so now uh, we're also seeing the Sichuan province as very several different pronunciations of that uh, will extend curbs on industrial power consumption until August 25th as it tries to deal with dwindling hydropower output and surging household electricity demand following the long heat wave. The reason why they have dwindling hydropower is because a, a lot of the air, the, the, the creeks, the cricks are dry. Cricks. The cricks are dry. That's a Southern pronunciation. Yeah. Southern China. And they have a red alert, red alert, red alert for heat temperatures uh, posting past 104. I did say, I said, well, is that hot? 104 is hot, but is that hot? Is that hot? So, Not to me. Well, uh, average temperatures in August in this region is 87 to 92. Now, which of course, is hot. Which is hot. It's definitely hot. It's like Florida. It's like uh, Texas, Southern Texas, like Southern California. Gets that hot in Southern California, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know. There you go. Uh, what to look for in Jackson Hole? So this is interesting. I thought this is great. This is the I, I looked it up. I said, okay, what's going on Jackson Hole this week? This is the this is the the first thing I found. <laughs> the gathering is one of the central banking profession's A list events, with global officials kibitzing over cocktails, listening to presentations on new research, hiking the Grand Teton Mountains, and fly fishing for spot, spotted cutthroat trout on the Snake River. <laughs> well, I can it's see a, a lot boondoggle. of these. It's a total boondoggle. Always has been. I can see a lot of these guys fly fishing. But those fat bankers no. hiking the no. Tetons, no. give me a break. No. No, they're going up like maybe somebody's carrying them on their shoulders or they're taking the- <laughs> That would be it. Or, or, or four carriers and they're in some sort of a basket. Right, or a funicular. Definitely a funicular. I can see that. So they're going to be t- discussing something I think what you're going to see. There's a commentary that I'm starting to see crop up. There's always these, I, we always talk about this. There's, there's always these little things that you need to start picking up on because you'll see it. Like when they talked about- you know, inflation is, uh, uh, you know, under the 2%. And they start talking about 2%, 2%, 2%. Everybody buys in, and it becomes common knowledge after a while, just by the very nature of what they do. Back in the day, Bernanke, remember he talked about green shoots? And that sparked a major rally in the markets. That was back in 2008, nine, 2009. Now they're going to be discussing... Inflation's broad roots. Now that that is, <laughs> a, that that seems Cute. to me that it's a a weed with broad roots or a flower with broad roots is very difficult to get rid of. Yeah, you can't just pull it out. It's not like a a, a shallow root where you can just pluck it and it's done. So this this is another thing that you need to start watching is is the type of language that's used by the Fed and all the various speakers because it will become part of this common 
vernacular that will yeah. be utilized. Part of the part of the the group think dictionary. Yeah, we call it group stink. Group stink. Now there is some discussion uh, about all that's going on now and the differential in economies and the problems we've had with pandemics and all of the political brinksmanship and blame game that's going on. And speaking up again is the well-known and well-respected Henry Kissinger. So he thinks- How old is this guy? He's 900. I don't know. He's old. He's old and he's and he's getting he's an to be- lizard. He he. All of his appendages and, and, and extensions, like for example, if you have a body, right? Someone who's fit and uh, young. When they stand up, you could clearly identify two arms, two legs, a torso. You can identify a neck and a head, right? You follow what I'm saying? It's like quadrants. Yeah. Well, he is now regressing into just a, I, I guess it's just a blob. I mean, it's just, he's one. He, his neck is sunk into his body. It's all just one big hunk of human body. Now, this is what he said. Now, anybody that's familiar. He could use a personal trainer. He could use a personal trainer, yes. He said, I don't know if I could do this. We are in the edge of war with Russia and China. You know, he talks really. He has yeah, that, he's, uh, uh, this is, uh, he sounds like Soros. Yeah, he's got a very gravelly voice. Uh, he's 99. Is he really 99? Yeah. <laughs> he was born in 1923. Well, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, and you probably sound like that too when you're 90. Yeah, yeah, I sound like that in the morning. And he's very slow. He's always been very slow talking, and he's a baritone. He's always been this baritone. A, a, a double bass. Yeah, yeah. He, he's and he's always had this long thing, and he, he's now he's slurring a little bit, so it makes it even harder to understand. What? Where is he from? His accent is is German. I get the page up here. Let me figure out where he's where he's born. And, you know, he's been, he, who cares? Because he's never, he's been an American forever. Yeah. He was born in Bavaria. Bavaria. That's, 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 that's German. Same accent. Right? Yeah. They have a very German. good cream pie there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what one I always ask for. <laughs> so he said that we are on the edge of war with Russia and China on issues that we partly created without any concept of how this is going to end or what it's supposed to lead to. He says, I think that the current period has a great trouble defining a direction. It's very responsive to the emotion of the moment. And some of this may be in response to the fact that China sent troops to Russia for, quote, joint training. So this is a thing that's happened every, two, uh, every four years. India, Belarus, Mongolia, Tajikistan, and other countries send Troops, for whatever unknown reason, to, China, to Russia for joint training. So he's saying that we're on the edge of war. What war? Uh, a war. What do you mean? He said it. He's probably war with Russia and China. I don't think so. We're on the, ed- we're on the edge of Russia and China. <laughs> uh, okay. I know you. And I think this will interest you because you, I think, are the kind of guy that when you get that knock on the door and the mom's there with the Girl Scouts and stuff, you can't resist buying some cookies. Am I right or am I wrong? 
I always get Girl Scout cookies, but I usually get them at the grocery store right. where the girls are out front. Right. Well, that's the new fangled way. No of one doing comes it. around anymore. They they we got the neighbors come around. So, what is your favorite cookie? I like a couple. I like the Thin Mint. Yeah. Well, you're an, you're an, everybody loves the Thin Mint. Yeah, the Thin Mint's a good cookie. I like the s'mores a little bit. Yeah, Samoa, those. Samoas. So whatever they're called. Those are good. And those are good. And there's one other one I like, but I can't the remember. The peanut what butter it one is. I like. Yeah, I don't get the peanut butter one. So uh this is a first for Girl, Girl Scouts. I think this is the, the, there was a big article about this, and they were all excited about this that they have a new flavor. They have a new cookie coming out called Raspberry Rally. Yeah, I'm, I'm already not interested. It's similar to a thin mint, but instead of all where the mint is, it's raspberry. Nah. Only sold online. Now, I don't know no. what this means because a local Girl Scout will place the order for you online. So I guess you can't do it. They have to do it. And what's different about that than the, when they used to come around and you check off the sheet? Remember the sheets? And they leave yeah. you a little receipt. The group says that the goal here is to help Girl Scouts build e-commerce skills. <laughs> oh, please. Uh, because they're gonna they can enter the order online. Did they get a merit badge for that? I guess they get the the e-commerce badge. You know, I yeah. don't know. Do free order taking. It's so weird. Slave yeah. labor. Exactly what it is. So ridiculous. Uh, retail earnings come out. Target posted earnings last week on Wednesday. Report a bigger than expected. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. More on not, maybe not more unbelievable than Henry, Henry Kisher being ninety nine, but. A bigger than expected 90% fall in quarterly earnings yeah. on a year-over-year basis. Whatever I've been saying for weeks. What have you been saying? Target stinks. Oh, yeah, you have. But you still haven't gone and done a boots-on-the-ground investigation of what the problem is. No, no. I'm No, it won't be much boots-on-the-ground. I just have to look at the who's changed in the boardroom. Is that what it's going to be? Yeah, it's going to be some guy at the top that's causing this issue. Right. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, what else did they say? Okay, so they also said that um, their aggressive discounting fell short of reversing a slump in spending on discretionary goods. This is interesting. The margin rate, uh, the margin that they that they receive, uh, tumbled to one point two percent for the second quarter, below the two percent forecast last month, and nine point eight percent a year ago. So their margins mm. went from 9.8 to 1.2. That's just bad. Now, Macy's cut its full-year sales and profit forecast today when the company said it will need to offer more discounts. You're finding a theme here? More discounts? Yeah, right? but this isn't that helping. Yeah. You know, if they would just step back and look at what they're selling, they have, like, nothing interesting they don't have the designers anymore that used to design stuff for them and, and make the, like a toaster that was kind of a designer, but it was dirt cheap. They don't have the the, the clothes and the rest of it. That are, they're des, the designs are lousy. That one guy, Moscono or whatever his name was, that was busted for being uh, sending his daughter to, you know, bribing his way into his daughter's uh, some school, if you remember. Uh, it was one of the part of the scandal. That mm -hmm. guy was a big designer for uh, Target. And he's gone, and they should do anything they can to get. I think he's went to jail for six months, uh, but they, you know, they had to kick him to the curb. So that's that was a huge loss, uh, believe it or not. Hmm. And they're, just, they're screwed up. Yeah. It's a screwed up company. I think Macy's is very similar. 
Yeah, I mean, they've all gone you, down you the don't, same road. You can discount all you want, but if it's a piece of crap that you don't want to buy, lowering the price isn't going to help. Well, the problem also is that they they went to this weird consignment where areas of the store would be owned by- well, That's a, Macy's. Yeah, that's Macy's, Macy's. right. And, yeah, and, not Target. You're right. So Macy's went to that kind of mode. And yeah, that was idiotic. Idiotic. And they, the whole store's a mess. You know, if you want to go for a shirt, you got to go to four different areas in the, in the store Minimum, to find a men's- yeah. Button-up shirt. I'm like, I, I'm not doing that. Give me an area that all the button-up shirts are there. All the work yeah, shirts. Yeah, right. Stupid. I agree with you. Stupid. I always thought when they went to that, you know, it was some somebody's bright idea. I mean, Costco kind of employs something similar, uh, but it's done by by product. It's not done by brand name. So with the brand name, doing it with brand names, I mean, they're going to have their own jackets. They're going to have their own shirts. They're going to have their own ties. They have all their own stuff. With Costco, they assign a, a company to do just the wine. Yeah, like Kirkland or whatever it is or whatever. Well, it's actually an operation out of Texas that does the wine. Misa Imports, I think, does most of the wine. And then you have somebody that does the books. And, you know, the, like the book section, selling books is one company. So it's not like, you know, they, it's not the way Macy's is. The way Costco does it is the right way to do it. It's easier on the mind. It's easier on the process, Right. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, Macy's also had inventories are up 7% at the end of the second quarter. The company expects uh, uh, adjusted earnings to be $4 to 420 versus 453 to $494. What was interesting was, though, that the comparable sales at Macy's upscale Bloomingdale's department store rose 5.08. And there's a little bit of a trend going on right now, whereas the upper scale, higher priced versions of stores are actually doing okay where the lower price uh, products that are maybe for lower income are really having a lot of difficulty. So yeah. there's something about that. Yeah. Uh, Zoom. Zoom stock is uh, getting smushed, guiding down. Nothing to really say good. Stock was down by 16% today. There were some good rants on uh, CNBC about this. What were they saying? They're saying they're idiots. Zoom is idiots. Yeah. They can't seem to get out of a rut. They don't know how to, they got money. They collected a bunch of money during the two years of COVID. They've got money in the bank and they can't buy anything. They don't know what they're doing. It was just a very amusing. Do you, do you remember that before Zoom, before there was any of the Zoom stuff, right? None of that stuff, right? We would use sometimes WebEx. You remember that, right? Yeah, and there's Skype. There was Skype. There was WebEx. Um, WebEx never really did anything. And uh, there was one other, too. There was another Web. There's another. Anyway. Was WebEx, was WebEx the one owned by Cisco? Because Cisco yeah. had a system. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, well, but the problem, you know, the problem, if you used all these things, I think, the problem was those other guys were just difficult to use. I mean, it was. Skype was a little, was okay, but it wasn't, you know, the quality had deteriorated ever since Microsoft bought them. So it was just going downhill. So Microsoft could push their own Microsoft Teams, which is what they're right. really pushing against Zoom. But Zoom is like amazing. You like, you send, like we do this on Zoom and you just send me a link. I click it, boom, we're on the air. It's just, it's a, it's a, it's just simple. Yeah, it's just WebEx is convoluted. There was another one too. I remember you're right. There's another one that was so un hard to use that nobody wanted to use it. Right. So the thing is that um, 
But back then, when it was a normal environment and people used it, and it was a little bit more difficult, I agree with you. And then there was also probably a learning curve that everybody figured out how to use Zoom because they had to. And if you think about those companies really didn't do that well back then. It was, we were forced to use Zoom or some other product. It so happened that Zoom became the one. And um, stock was up at 581 at the high. 581. Yeah. It's now at 81. Yeah. And maybe even a little bit lower. Yeah, it's falling still. You know, uh, uh, let's see where it is. Let's see where it closed today. ZM is the symbol. Closed at 81 bucks, down 16 bucks, 16%. So that's down, I don't know, 85% from the high. And it still could be too high. Yeah, I, I'm sure it is. Well, yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Uh, and I always thought that Zoom was also difficult. Some of the things, well, I think WebEx was the one that allowed you to upload your PowerPoint and then flip the PowerPoint pages from within WebEx. I think that was the one. And it made it a lot easier versus just sharing your whole desktop. I thought you could do, oh, yeah. I Zoom, don't know. Zoom, you have to share your whole desktop. So you got to make sure you have a clean desktop. Yeah, you, yeah, you, know. you can't, can't have your porn links on yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Uh, now, here's some sadness, some things that uh, would make you just kind of reflect back and say, oh, the good old days. Dodge will discontinue its gas-powered Challenger and Charger muscle cars at the end of next year, marking the end of an era for the brand as it starts to transform to electric vehicles. So they've been warning about this for a while. One of the problems is that the uh, emissions on these are, are not so good, and the parent com company Stellantis, which is formerly uh, Fiat Chrysler, ranks the worst among major manufacturers for U.S. corporate um, average fuel economy and carbon emissions. Yeah. Well, they used to have, you know, they used to always have the hot rods. And uh, I guess those days are over. Yep. A couple of announcements to make. Uh, of course, uh, each and every Thursday and Sunday, you can uh, listen to John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry on No Agenda, where they just do a full media deconstruction and talk about what is going on and, and, and bring you... Items that you would not normally think of in a different way of understanding them and a different way of looking at them and changes your perspective and your whole entire outlook on, on things for the better. So uh, you can listen to that uh, live at 2 p.m. on Thursdays or, or and Sundays. Uh, or you can, of course, find it on your favorite podcast app out there. Um and I mentioned Peter Schiff was on the Discipline Investor podcast this week. We have an alt manager coming on this coming week. We got Ross Gerber coming on. Discipline Investor is chock full of guests coming up in the next few weeks. And the other thing I want to mention, John, is that donations, I'm not sure if it's some doldrums. I'm not sure what's going on. I know people are getting a lot of great information, education, insights, but donations have been crap. What's going on? Yeah, it's been low, low for everybody. Uh, I think it's but the fear of inflation has got one to people penny pinching. I think there's an element and then it is the doldrums. And then there's also the people that don't appreciate these podcasts. Oh. I, we should put up a firewall. Oh, I hear you. But the fact is you can donate. And if we made you feel bad, well, well, you can make yourself feel better. Go over to DH unplugged and anywhere on the site, you can check it out and click on the donate button and you will find 
that it, it opens up just a, a wonderful feeling. And you, when you, it makes you come from abundance rather than scarcity. Gives you the opportunity to give back a little bit for all the things we do. Now, I'm going to segue into the game right now. And I don't know if you're going to hear this or not. Let's see what happens. This is a game that we play. It's not a solicitation to buy or sell any security. It's not a recommendation of any kind. Nothing on the show should be considered investment advice or a recommendation. If you choose to invest in any of the stocks mentioned, you should know that it may carry risk, along with the risk of a loss of principal. You should also seek out professional financial advice for your particular situation. We assume no risk as these are not to be considered recommendations. Horowitz Company, myself, or John C. Dvorak may invest in any of the securities mentioned, and we'll disclose that on the website under the weekly stock picks section. You can go to dhunplugged.com and see all the names we discuss in the segment, along with the performance information from the date discussed, as well as any additional important disclosures. Not only heard it, but it was it was about three dBs louder than usual. Yeah, well, because I was making sure you would hear it. Oh, yeah, no, I could hear it, believe me. Now, just as a point, I could tell you can hear it because we have on the Zoom thing the little microphone that shows that when it talk, it goes green, you know, it, it does that. Oh, you were getting feedback from it. What do you mean I was getting feedback? I mean, it was going up and down because you it was feeding back through my mic. No, I turned your mic off. Oh. It was my mic. My mic, the, the, the mic that's pushing out, which is the roadcaster. Okay. So I don't know what's going on, but let's take a look at the- Fix it. I, I'll restart it. I have a feeling, I'm just saying, I think there's something wrong with your side over there. No, I got nothing. There's no, there's no chance. All right, let me try one more thing. I want to see something. Don't say anything. Just, I'm putting things on mute. I'm just telling, let's sing it. Sudden, it jerked. The volume jerked up. What happened? Is, now it's loud. No, it was going and going and going, and then all of a sudden it went way up. And then you said you can hear that, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened, but you heard the music. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. All right, let's talk about the stock, shall we? We a few things came off last week. Nothing. I don't think anything came off. Oh no, one one thing came off. Uber came off this week. Uh, down. That was your pick from a few weeks ago, Momo. Down 9%. Yeah. It got kicked. Yep. yep. Should have shorted it. It will. Uh, Big Commerce Holdings uh, is uh, BIGC is down Big a bit. Big Commerce should be kicked. Not yet. 15%. I guess it didn't get there yet. Maybe we'll get there soon. In other words, the other one's 9 because it probably went up, they came down. Big Commerce is on its way down. It never got up. So you're not there yet. Yeah, I'm going to have to not pick anything this week because these last picks have been no good, so I'm, I've lost my mojo. Oh, I'm going to do something opposite of what I did last week. I pulled it off three different times. I decided, you know what, last week I did the same thing. I said, I'm going to short Bed Bath Beyond. I said, you know what, I didn't do it, and boy, I would have been up 40% or 50% on it, right? Yep. That would have been a major winner, and you would have been like, damn, that was good after you picked that 90%. I would have. Right? So, I'm going out on a limb here. Yeah, I can see this. I, well, I see what well. uh, you're going out on a big limb. Big limb. I'm going for one last squeeze of this crap and buying bed. You're buying. Bath you're going long. Bed, bath, beyond. Now, it's, it's funny. Before I do that, I have more information that just came in here. I want to see something after hours. 
Yeah. Somebody was mentioning in the chat that there was some discussion of Bed Bath Beyond hiring or tapping some bankruptcy attorneys, which may be the case. And well, I will share with you that- baloney gossip. Maybe. You know, you look at some of these stocks, once they say bankruptcy, they go up, which is weird. Because everybody's thinking the shorts get yeah, squeezed hurts. out. Right. Hertz and Revlon. So I'm going to add on the long side, buying shares of Bed Bath and Beyond, or as my wife calls it, Bed Bath and Beyond Vile, um, stock for this week for episode number 620. Okay. So there we go. I'm going to play out the music, and uh, I will fix the system, and we'll figure out how it works uh, next week. Okay, I'll talk to you then. All right, have a good one. You've been listening in on a conversation with John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye-bye. Now, I'm not broke, but badly bent. I'm not down to my last cent, because I got a dollar, but it's my last dollar bill. <laughs> yes, sir. In my pockets, there's a dent. All my dough is nearly spent, but I got a dollar, and it's my last dollar bill. Oh, I'd love just one more buck fortune left me by chance. Now, here's a hint. I feel like a man. You can hardly tell by a glance. I don't care. No millionaire can give me the icy stare. Cause I got a dollar. My last dollar bill. Horowitz Company, Inc. is registered as an investment advisor with the state of Florida and conducts business in other states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration does not imply any level of skill or training.